Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. Being a successful mortgage broker is not about how many loans you write, working hard, or winning awards. It's about building a high-performing business that works with or without you. If you want smarter, proven ideas to accelerate your business, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. Now it's time to accelerate. It's over to your hosts. Hey everybody, it's James Vagley here. Welcome aboard another episode of the MBA podcast. We have got episode 141 with you today, Ash and I, rolling a case study. And uh, it's the first episode, I believe, Ash, in the new financial year. So, you know, if we could pop some streamers and stuff like that, happy new financial year, mate. Great to be here. Yeah, always love rolling over the financial year. What did you say, episode 141? That's a, mm-hmm. uh, uh, that blows my mind, you know, and uh, yeah, love it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one too. We, we love our case studies. We do. We do love putting together case studies for you guys to highlight Real, real success. Like these are not made up, not fictitious. We do change the names for privacy reasons, but yeah, they're completely real success stories of members, people that we have directly been working with or have worked with in the past. So it's really cool. Uh, this will be no exception. Uh, a case study of some real members, Ash. Uh, and again, we're going to, let's name them uh, for, let's go real basic. I, I just had in my mind before we press record, the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith uh, with Will Smith and what's her name? Uh, it's escaping me. Uh, Angelina Jolie. How could I forget Angelina Jolie? And they were John and Jane Smith. So let's talk about John and Jane. Uh, real members of ours just changed the name for privacy purposes. Let's dive into this case study because it's a, this is a couple and it's an incredible transformation story that uh, gets us real excited. So where do you want to kick off? Uh, John and Jane. John and Jane. We thought about giving them fancy names, then we thought, no. Mm-hmm. You know it's not their real name, so we'll stick with John and Jane. Look, I I really love this story for a bunch of reasons. Maybe for me, uh, the fact that they're a husband and wife, right, uh, the fact that they – look, it was two, three years, perhaps maybe a bit longer between starting to work with us and getting to what you might want to call their ideal business vision – and perhaps to sort of start at the end and then reverse engineer it. You know, this couple are now following some passions in their life outside of their mortgage business. So this is really the exciting thing for me that I want to highlight, James, is they worked studiously, cooperatively, um, following an advice to get the business to a point where it was profitable and autonomous to a large degree, and I'll add into that, they're doing bigger volumes than they've ever done, but they're doing it with much less work from them. So now they've stepped off into another adventure in an area of passion outside the mortgage industry. And I think that's a really important place to start, right, is that, you know, we all want to build a great business. We want it to be financially secure. We want to provide for ourselves and our family and, and build an asset. But then there's this, well, what comes after? Right, so I think John and Jane are a real example of having a purpose that comes after. That's the point I'd like to start. Oh, we can start at the end. Yeah, let's uh, let's start at the end because that's kind of the exciting bit. That's the bit, that's their reason why they did all this hard work over the few years of working with us. So let's start at the end, as you said, and then let's go back for our listeners so that they can understand and relate to John and Jane because 
yeah, their story from when they started with us is probably highly relatable to a lot of our listeners. So let's go to the, the ending because that's the cool bit. Yeah, so they're now off uh, in what I would call a social uh, social justice or a social cause that's very topical at the moment around sustainability in a particular area um, and attracting some fantastic opportunities to what they're doing now. There's no way they could possibly pursue that with the vigour and um, intention and focus they're doing if they hadn't of built their business with a mindset and support that they could choose how much or how little they worked in their business. So I think this is really the key takeaway before we go back is that was always their intention, right? Their intention was always to build a business that works with or without me. And to be to be perfectly honest, just for our listeners, James, is when they first started working with us, which was three, four years ago, they didn't have the social cause in mind then. What they had in mind was building a business that freed them up sort of like a superannuation because they're an older, when I say older, not quite as old as me, but they're older. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're, not, they're not 20 or they're not 30. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're at that stage of life where they don't have 30 years of running a business ahead of them. They're sort of looking at the next stage of life. So they, they didn't know exactly what that looked like, but they knew they had to build a business that was profitable and sustainable and see what life presented to them. That's where they started, right? So I think that's a really important point is no matter what you might want to do in the future, even if you don't know what that is, the way that we work and the way that any mortgage broker building a business should be thinking about this is build a business the right way that gives you the freedom and flexibility to change your mind, Mm. right? (laughs) What you thought you might want to do in three to five years might completely change. But if you build the business the right way, you're free to choose and change your mind. And I think for John and, uh, and Jane, this is really key. So perhaps uh, perhaps the, the starting point was when they came to us, right, James, was uh, they had a, a, an idea of where they wanted to get to, so to speak, but they were right at the start. They had a couple of brands in their structure. They didn't really have any team. They, might, they had a couple of people coming and going. They had a, a, a lead flow that they were converting moderately well, and that's about it. Like not that much different to any other starting point for most mortgage brokers, right? Yeah. And uh, I do remember meeting this couple as well uh, personally when we, um, you know, ran a presentation and uh, came up and had a conversation with them. And uh, one of the things that struck me as well was, you know, they were completely opened and willing to learn and put their hand up and go, here's where we're at. Here's where we want to be. Can you help? And you know, two very switched on people, mind you. Like, I think that's one of the big keys for our listeners, Uh, you know, not just with this episode, but with every episode, right? It's got nothing to do with, you know, how smart you are or how ambitious you are. It's the smartest people in the room are the ones that recognize the need to get help. And I just love the fact that they were one of the first people to come up to me at that event and, you know, interested, uh, curious questions, like clearly switched on and going places just needed to, I guess, put all the ducks in alignment. And uh, it's been a very cool journey over the last few years with them. And they had a, they had a very strong sense of themselves, this couple, but they didn't have a strong sense of what they needed to do to build a sustainable business. And I love the fact that they were very open-minded, very coachable. And I say that, 
like in all honesty, like we all like to think we're coachable, right? But there's a difference between being coachable where you'll implement what you're advised to do and whether it works or not, you'll always come back and saying, well, look, I tried this and I tailored this and this worked and this didn't work and let's have another look at it. And I think this is a really important thing in this story for anybody out there that's looking to, to grow their business in the right way is it's not a cookie cutter. It's not like here's the running sheet of exactly what to do. And if you do exactly this a hundred percent, you'll never make a mistake and it'll all be, it'll all work. If only it was that easy. There are certain benchmarks and best practices and things we know, right? But the really key thing here with this couple was for the entire relationship, they were always saying, here's where we're at. Here's what we don't know. Here's, here's where we want to go. Can help us get there. What do we need to do? And then they went away and did it. Did it work every time? Of course not. Human beings, it's not, there's always the human factor, but they always came back. Here's the feedback. Here's where we're at. Where do we go from here? And we, we were always there to guide them on that path. This is the thing. It, you know, you don't build a sustainable, customized business that suits your personality, right? James, I'll add that. Mm-hmm. It suits your personality, right? I like that. It's really important. If, if, if we were all robots, perhaps there'd be one model, right? But we're not all robots. We're all different people. Yeah. And for, for John and Jane, is what we love about them, right? Definitely. It's, they were very forthright. They always spoke their opinions, but they were always open to being advised the right path to take. And they always went and implemented, 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 and, and grew bit by bit the building blocks of a successful, sustainable business. And look at them now, right? They're, they're, they've got a business that generates a profit without them having to run it, and they're off um, on another adventure in life whilst their business continues to operate successfully. Yeah, very cool. Let's talk numbers because I do remember with this particular couple and we've worked with lots of uh, solo operators and couples. This could be business partners or life partners and get amazing results with all of them. But with John and Jane, I, I specifically remember in the uh, in the early days when we first started working with them, their volumes were, were actually kind of low um, given the you know the team and the, the setup they had in the business. Oh, that's quite low for you've got these two brands and you've got this team, but how can you be doing such low numbers? And one of the things that I love the fact that what we did through our advice and coaching was to continue challenge and stretch them to think bigger. And, uh, you know, maybe that's one of the biggest breakthroughs I think we had is that, um, you know, over time that volume grew significantly and you might have some, uh, direct specifics on the multiple that their business grew in terms of volume. But I know that was maybe a bit of a mental barrier early on. A uh, bit of a team, small volumes, they were happy doing that. But I think we kind of did push and challenge them to get to that next level. And um, what's resulted has been a real powerhouse of a couple that have effectively uh, probably quadrupled or maybe even 5x their volumes. Uh, I'd say it's probably beyond 5x. Actually, I think um, it may even have uh, topped out at 10x um, here and there, but they're certainly above 5x on an average now versus then basis. But you said something there, James, I really want to pluck out and we could run a whole podcast on just this particular part of their story. But one of the things that they brought to the table was a a, a big opportunity that they had. They were involved in a relationship, uh, a partner type relationship that had the potential and was already starting to basically spew out leads 
right? Referrals. But they were a leaky bucket. You know, things were just spilling out all over the place. They were trying to do everything themselves, trying to figure it out and, you know, just really didn't know um, backwards from forwards in the sense of, well, how do we build a business that allows us to capture this opportunity and uh, and do it properly, right? So a lot of mortgage brokers might be thinking, okay, the, the cure to my problem is to have a partner that can give me all the leads I could possibly handle. And yeah, that's a big piece of the puzzle, right, James, is inbound key partner leads are very important. But building the business in a way to properly execute on that relationship, continue to deliver great customer outcomes, deliver great communications back to the key partner and continue to grow and expand. This relationship's now gone from a local-based relationship to a state-based relationship now to a potential national-based relationship or with them working less hours, not more. So that's a really important thing to take out as well is that within their business was this sort of burgeoning opportunity. If they didn't get on top of it, would probably have squashed them and overwhelmed them. They were they were sort of on the verge of being overwhelmed at that point in many ways. Yeah, so. yeah we've uh, we've come across that a number of times for sure with partnerships. Um, I guess from your perspective as their key advisor, um, would you, for our listeners' sake, you know, what would you, if you could pinpoint three things or key learnings or transformation points that you think John and Jane went through or aha moments that sort of led to this result, uh, what would they be? I mean, we've talked a little bit about partnerships. We've sort of talked about their, the fact that they were just humble and open and wanting to learn. And, you know, obviously we stretched them and they rose to the challenge. Uh, but yeah, what would some of those top three things, takeaways be to learn from this case study? Well, there's certainly two that occurred to me immediately, James. Um, and one that you mentioned, I'll come back to, but one of the one that's really at the top of the list for me, particularly with John, um, Jane as well, but more so with John, was it the process of getting him to let go of doing everything. The process of giving him the confidence and the belief to delegate things out to other people in his team. Now, this took quite some time with John because he's a very competent man, um, skilled um, and very clever and creative. But the dark or the flip side of that is that he's constantly distracted, constantly doing lots of things, constantly generating ideas, right? Mm -hmm. Which is awesome. However, at some point, you need to sort of let go of some of that and focus down and execute. So we worked really, really tightly with John. And that's probably one of the things I'm most proud of with him is for him to come out of that process completely comfortable with it. it, it it's like, it's like, you know, a being reborn, right? There was a bit painful, uh, you know, a bit, bit teary, very exciting. Um, and we needed to, you know, to be in there helping him, but he's come out of it happy, productive, and completely accepting the fact that you don't have to do everything. You can trust other people. If you've got system process training, you know, good coaching and guidance around you, you can achieve that. Right, so this is this is probably the thing I'm almost most proud with him because that you know it, it was a very large mountain for him to climb, and I doubt whether he might have done it on his own, but it, it's questionable. Now, the other thing is with the partnership, right? Because obviously it's one of the key things that we work with a lot of brokers is helping them to build key partnerships, right? 
But what I want to say as an extension to that is that if you build the right systems and processes, that is your call to action in the marketplace to win partnerships. And particularly for John and Jane, the capacity that they could demonstrate to this partner that we want more business from you because we've built a team and structure and oversight that we can demonstrate and have confidence in supporting the expanding relationship with you. So what's the lesson out of that is yes, going out and hunting and gathering key partners is a really important skill and we can teach and help with that. But equally important is building an infrastructure that you can depend on that works and that you can demonstrate to key partners to give them confidence that you're different to every other broker. I think that's a big one. I think for our listeners, Ash, in that, uh, we talk about systems, we talk about processes, we talk about all these things pretty much weaving through every episode. But yeah, that that reminder with partnerships that it is about the systems and the process because I think a lot of our listeners and brokers out there rely on talent. They rely on their ability to wine and dine and coffee and catch up and the gift of the gab to if the partner likes me enough, they'll send me the business. And that's what gets a lot of people in trouble because they're good at being likable. They'll get the business in the door, but then they have no system and process to handle the volume and actually support that growing relationship. So that's a killer learning for not just John, but for every single listener. And my last number three, before we sort of wrap up on this case study, James, and and this one, I think I want to be sort of completely honest is, No one works with a coaching relationship forever. Like we like to work with our client to the point where they're ready to move to the next stage of life. So with John and Jane, it was a three or four year journey. And the point came where we sat down and and had this discussion. We built our business. It's been a great relationship. It's now operating the way we want to do it. Now we want to go off into a different adventure that doesn't require coaching anymore. So we actually reached that natural point in a relationship where they had their dream, dreams had come true and they were going off into this new adventure, which what's this space at some point in the future, what they're doing will probably have some publicity and profile. That'll be exciting. Maybe we can reveal who they are then. But as far as the coaching relationship, you know, everyone's slightly different, but it's generally a two, three, four year journey, right, James? It's not just, oh, I've got the systems, now I'm okay. Or I've hired a couple of people, now I'm okay or I know what I'm doing, now I'm okay. Like they always stuck with it and worked their way through that until they reached the point where they were ready to take their business off the training wheels, let it be run by other people mostly, and go off into their new adventure. So that's my sort of other key takeaway that I think and I hope is valuable to our listeners. I know it will be, Ash, because uh, that's a key thing. You know, there's levels of success. There's initial success. You've solved a couple of challenges. You hit some goals and you hit the bigger goals. And that coaching relationship really only ends when you've achieved your ultimate vision and you really truly know that you've achieved what you wanted to achieve and there's virtually nothing more. Um, And that's why we always, you know, push and challenge our clients to stick to, you know, the ultimate vision and not just tick a few boxes and then move on because usually that results in... Uh, falling in a heap. And I, I imagine with John and Jane too, if they'd worked with us for a year, got some basics down pat, they probably wouldn't have, you know, pushed through and got to that ultimate massive goal that they have three, four years later. So very cool. 
Yeah, the, 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 the great people, you know, um, with a great, great attitude towards their business and their customers. And I'm sure that's um, all of our listeners, you know, good people with the right approach to business. But very few people hit this situation with the skill set and the experience to to build a business of their dreams on their own. Right? We all need help, even if we know what to do. Like I know what to do to, you know, to work out at the gym and build a six pack. Do you think I could do it on my own? No way. I need help. Definitely. We we all need help. And John and Jane, you know, they put their hands up all the way and said, we're going in the right direction, but we still need help, yep. right? We still need help. And I think it's a very important thing to recognise within ourselves that it's actually a sign of strength to look for help, not a sign of weakness. Yep, you better believe it. Well, uh, John and Jane, a couple of legends <clears throat> and amazing people. Uh, and look, everybody, listeners, we have a lot of case studies just like this. On our website, you can go over to brokerideasgroup.com.au and see dozens and dozens of videos of real brokers just like you that have achieved big things. And you can too. So let's chat, reach out to us, have a chat with the team and let's see if we can help you too. But Ash, uh, as always, it's been a fun conversation. We'll bring up a case study uh, every few weeks. And uh, I guess until next week, have yourself a uh, relaxing, hopefully not too cold, given it's July week and uh i'll see you next time yeah back at you james enjoy this one see you next time bye everybody thanks for joining this episode of mortgage broker acceleration with broker ideas group to keep getting smarter proven ideas in your inbox every week subscribe to the podcast now over at brokerideasgroup.com.au forward slash podcast if you want to accelerate even faster Access our proven, results-driven programs, live events, and free resources available at brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. And until next time, remember, life's too short to play small. So dream big, believe big, and go big with Broker Ideas Group.